That's not just a reminder that we're doing a collaborative podcast here. For a certain generation, like mine, that's a kind of anthem. And 30 years later, it's just as real as it was in the 1980s. You recognize it? Here's your show. Episode 259, Experiencing Information Society. This is the Ericast for the week of April 26, 2015. From Ericast.com. Welcome to the Ericast. All right, I'm back again. Eric Larson, your host for the Ericast. 206-339-3742 is that listener feedback line. So if you do want to share what you're thinking, because there are some things you can't hide, tell me what's on your mind. Yeah. Um, give that a call. It's really convenient. It spells out 206-339-ERIC, E-R-I-C, so it's easy to remember. We put that right up front so that we do get some feedback. I've been teasing listener Chad over the past week or so because we've been going back and forth, running into each other at work, saying, you know, <laughs> you haven't put out a podcast, Eric. Well, you know, Chad, you haven't called. So we're, we're, we're trying to hash that out. Cause I, and this will be an episode somewhere in the future. At the rate I'm going, it'll probably be about 2018. That whole people versus things thing, I've always been more of a things person, projects, processes, you know, that are in service to people. But I'm drifting back more toward the people focus side. Because if you're doing stuff that doesn't benefit, help, impact, affect people, then what's the point? But people are still messy. They're, they're even messier than things. And things get pretty messy these days. Anyway, um, I am way behind. That actually, I heard another podcaster who, uh, Mark Mason, um, I'll, I'll mention him because I'm going to talk more about him in a, a future episode, uh, who does a show uh, entitled Late Night Internet Marketing. So the theme of his podcast is um, after your day job and, you know, the, the kids are in bed and whatever, you can spend a couple hours a night working on your your freedom job that will get you into you know, independent wealth on the internet or whatever. Um, and it was a good show for for a variety of tap- tactics, you know, search engine optimization and and uh, um, site development, that sort of thing. So I listened to it, and then he disappeared. And I would occasionally you know, tweet him and say, you disappeared. And then he came back right around you know, January and said, okay, I know I disappeared. I'm really sorry I'm back. Not that I'm sorry I'm back, but I'm sorry that I disappeared, and I'm back now. And we said, yay. And then he disappeared again. And he just came back again, commenting on what to do when you lose track of you know, all your New Year's resolutions and stuff. It's actually a really good episode. But that's not what this episode is about. <laughs> Sorry. Um, see, this is what happens when you get out of out of practice. But but the Aircast, in case this is your first time here, um, God help you. This is uh, what we call a personal podcast. Because you either know me, Eric Larson. You might be my colleague, like Chad. And we, you know chat at various work events uh, and you want to know what's on my mind or you came here for a particular topic maybe information society the popular 1980s band and hopefully you'll stay but if, if you did i i have to tell you it, it gets a little random um i think it's awesome and humble it's my old my old joke um it gets i should probably frame it up better because if it's the first time you heard it that also sounds really kind of strange but i joke about how i think my humility is my best quality um i'll be honest okay i wish that i had more friends that do what i'm doing here if you are a friend of mine and you are, are listening to this um i would love it if you did an occasional podcast of 
your thoughts, what intrigues you, what's what's on your mind, um, what's weighing on you, what you know, what you're you're pontificating on. Yeah, we can do that in personal conversation, and we do, and that's good. But to know even more about what you're thinking would be really kind of cool. That's part of friendship and that whole personal relation thing, right? Well, that's what I'm doing. So uh, if it's your first time, stick around. Um, and let's let's talk. We will probably disagree on some stuff. That's okay. We can share and grow. We'll probably agree on some stuff. And then we can celebrate and say, yay, we think the same thing. And perhaps we think the same thing about 1980s pop music. God, I really like it. That's just me. Okay. Um, here's the deal. As you could tell from that opening, if you can't, then you are the wrong generation. Um, experiencing information society. This is not a philosophical statement where you say, Eric, you left out a word. Aren't you, don't you mean experiencing the information society or experiencing an information society in, in which we grow? No, that's all true. But I'm talking about the 1980s band information society, which started Minneapolis. And then like most Minneapolis things does leave and, and go out to other places, um, and was really big for, um, their, like their main, like their big mainstream hit was what's on your mind. You probably, if you're older than you know, like a teenager, you've probably, even teenagers now, hip kids these days, it's all retro, um, would recognize how this show opened, um, subtitled pure energy. That's, Okay, is it starting to ring a bell? Yeah. Okay. Um, love them. Have have loved them for years. I mean, I'm not a big, like, uber geek. I don't have, like, the signed vinyl album, you know, t-shirt thing. I'm not a big concert person. Uh, but, you know, if you are, you know, 40-ish, that's... You know, Information Society was a big deal. And particularly kind of up here because it was, you know, the hometown band that made it big. In college, and I have to look again to see if YouTube has loosened its restrictions, um, and I have to find one of the stars of the video. Um, off of the Peace and Love Incorporated album, there was a song called To Be Free. And the moment I heard it, I immediately, even before I got into the world of video production stuff, I remember being in my uh, intro theology class, writing papers to that album, you can write a good theology paper if you just take, you know, one of the grittier Information Society albums and put the headphones on, just turn it on really loud, and then start writing. It's good theology. At least it's good inspiration to crank out a theology paper. So this is before I did any video production classes, but when I eventually got into advanced video production and the the, the senior capstone project was find a partner and do a music video, I turned to one of my classmates uh, and said, do you have a song in mind? She said, no. I said, well, I do. Because the moment I heard that song, this, this video story came to mind. It was, it was really good. Those were good days. Okay, so you notice that I immediately start slipping into the, the kind of the, the reminiscing mode. Um, all the way back into, you know, the, the teen years of the 80s. And beyond, into the 90s, the 80s, 90s, and more. Hit music on the Ericast. Right. You notice how I, I, I go there. 
And what struck me at the concert I was at, you're thinking, what? Yeah, I'll get there, is one of their songs called Walking Away. On April 18, 2015, Information Society, the original band lineup, returned to their hometown of Minneapolis-St. Paul, the Fine Line Cafe in downtown Minneapolis, as part of a tour for their new album, Hello World, which the programmer geeks will appreciate the title of. The concert opened, by the way, with a um, screen grab of a Commodore 64. Turning on the standard blue screen, light blue border, and someone types in the the basic code to print Hello World. You know, then go to 10, and it looped. Um, I'm not a concert guy. But thanks to Bands in Town, which is a surprisingly spectacular app for this kind of thing. It's a little app on the phone, and it looks at stuff like your Pandora account and whatever, and kind of realizes your musical taste, and then it knows where you live. It knows everything. Um, and it says, hey, you like these kinds of things. Here are similar things, or those particular artists who are appearing you know, at or near you. And it came up, and it said... Information Society is going to be appearing in, in April in Minneapolis. And I thought, no, they're not, because they don't tour, except in Brazil, because they're really big in Brazil now. Don't know why. And I went and like, yeah, they are. So while we were planning the Utah trip and all that stuff, way back in February, February, I think I bought the tickets, maybe early March, I was thinking ahead to April. Trying not to focus too much. It's like April will get here when April gets here. But uh, I was thinking ahead to April because I said, I'm, I'm going to go. Yeah. Outstanding. As I say, I'm not a concert guy, uh, but I, I'd never seen them in concert. So here are these, these uh, here's this band that I'd followed for years and years and years. Um, all of my you know, early teen memories are tied to them. I mean, I can think of all the songs that relate to all the stuff that I was doing. Um, not that anybody ever made a mixtape, but, you know, because that would be violating copyright. But hypothetically, if one were, one were to do such a thing, it would involve music from them. Uh, I've got to go. I've just got to go. The Fine Line Cafe is a uh, a... a an intimate venue, as Kurt said. Kurt Harlan Larson is the lead singer of Information Society. That's who you hear in the clips. He um, commented after a couple songs, because I, I, I'm not a 
let's crush our way to the front. <laughs> so I stood about, you know, 25 feet back from the stage. That was plenty close for me because it's not just seeing the band. If you want to see close-ups of the band, they're all over YouTube. So that's great. Uh, but sort of the, the crowd experience. Because I found my tribe. You want to know where 40-something-year-old male geeks go on a Saturday night? This was it. <laughs> that was about 80% of the crowd. Um, we'll, we'll get to the other percentage of the crowd later. Um, but he commented, and it's, it's in one of the clips, he said, okay, you know, this, this is what's known as an intimate venue. Um, so two things, he said, I can't hear what you're saying. And two, I'm busy, <laughs> which was really funny. Here's the thing. If you Google around and stuff, um, Kurt has the, the, uh, the, has the reputation of being a offish or, or being a jerk or whatever. Um, he's really not. Uh, I, maybe he is. I don't know. I don't know him personally, but there is a certain persona, like stage persona, and I suspect it's actually pretty real. Uh, I have a feeling that he's he's a fairly introverted person as a as an overall person. So it's one thing to perform on stage; it's another thing to um, to have all these you know wonderfully bonded you know deep intimate relationships with you know millions of people. It's not not that, but it was really funny because um, it was an it was an intimate venue. I was surprised at how few people are there because they fill arenas in Brazil. So. The fact that there are, there are only, what, 300 people? Come on, we need more of that. But, it got me thinking, as, as happens with me. That's why I have a podcast to, to discuss this stuff. You know, I'm, I can't live in the past. Well, I can, that's the problem. I can quite successfully live in the past. I ought not live in the past. I shouldn't live in the past. So, you know, how do you walk away from things in your own past? Walk away from things that just won't last. There's what this was for me was a great way to to sort of kick off the 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 fun part of 2015. Because here in Minnesota, you know, yeah, New Year's Eve comes. Yeah, it's a new year. Well, yeah, but we still have months of winter left. We have to go back and hunker down in, in our homes and stay warm. Um, you know, once springtime rolls around, it's like, yay, the year is actually, you know, we can claim it, right? I don't know. It's late. I'm tired. Maybe that's not the best metaphor. But I think there's something to it. So this was sort of like the start of the fun season of 2015. Well, you can do that by saying, let's... You know, let's celebrate what, what once was and then step into what's, what's new. I, I was very pleased that probably about a quarter of their concert was, uh, was new material off the new album. The rest was all of their oldies. Um, and there are some bands and maybe they went through this season where they said, no, we're, we're, you know, We've moved on. We've we've advanced or progressed as artists or whatever. But the reality is, is like let's just have some fun and look back on, uh, you know, thirty years of what people know us for, and uh, and let's go for it. Um, Jim Cassidy sang "Mirror Shades," which uh, he's not the he's not the lead singer, but he sang that on their second album, which is called "Hack," um, and it's a it's an odd song because it has, a, it's, 
it's a great song. I like the song. It's a good pop song, whatever. But there are all these, these references, um, and it's funny, actually, now that I think about it, you know, here are a few notes from the underground, load them at your pleasure. These are the dusty pictures that I found while on my search for treasure. Uh, they're, they're all songs about, you know, relationships and things, but there, there's, with Information Society as, as a group in that era, um, true to their name of Information Society, there's this, this undercurrent of the digital age that's coming, right? Well, you got to remember that, you know, in like say the '88 or so, uh, Hack came out in either '89 or '90. We were just coming out of the Commodore 64 era. In fact, it, it, you know, '80, we were still, yeah, the Commodore 64 era was still alive and well. It was toward toward its end, but there was no internet. And someone's going to say, well, you know, actually with DARPA and Al Gore and whatever, yeah, yeah, I know, but it, as a real life person, you could not get to the internet. Um, if, you know, I, I know, <laughs> I, I, I don't care what your history book says, son. Uh, I know what it was like to live through that era. So in a, in the, early 90s like like 92 93 you could tell net to something through a mainframe um netscape you really weren't going to encounter it until around 94 or so um by the time you hit 96 yeah this is a history lesson you know hang hang on there um 96 uh the world of the internet would be, you know, the common web browsers are easy to get to or whatever, but depending on where you lived, not from home, you were still on dial-up at home and pretty slow dial-up at home. Um, and already we're up to 96, so we've got to go back to, um, you know, 88 to 90 when Information Society was doing their music. And it really, it, it there, it, the notion of what we have now, the one photo I took, um, and I took a couple to make sure it one turned out, but you know, I'm not big to the, let's go to the concert and view the concert through a screen while the concert's happening in front of you. That's kind of dumb. Uh, fortunately, there are other people doing that, so you can always go to YouTube and find the clips. It works out pretty well. But uh, I took a photo of all the people taking photos during, I'm pretty sure it was uh, during Think. It's a popular song. Um, everybody knew it. So all the phones came out. Right. Well, the fact that, and we've talked about this before, the fact that you have this magic piece of glass in your pocket that can communicate with anybody else in the world, you know, in the world instantly and record all of your experiences and give you a research and references that that's crazy. That's <laughs> just, it's unbelievable. And it, I don't even know if the, I think that in, the late 80s, it probably seemed more likely that, assuming we survived nuclear war with the Soviets, that, you know, flying cars and colonies on Mars would, were more, uh, palpable and realistic than what we have today with smartphones. Yeah. So, I think what I'm gonna do, notice I, I, I've slowed my pace down a little bit. Because I know I talk too fast, and those of you that are geeky podcast listeners listen to me at double speed anyway. So now I, this should be fairly 
tolerable as a speed. And those of you that don't like to listen to things at 2x speed probably don't like to listen to me at my normal pace, which is right about 1.75x. Um, so I think I'm going to hold over till next week just a few more reflections and reminiscings on how that works. I think that, I think that might work. I think that might work best. I'm going to do that. Um, so if you have any thoughts or comments, you know where to find me. Ericcast.com, 206-339-3742, listener feedback line. Would love to hear from you. Um, and then next week we're going to talk about, uh, some of the, the cultural reliving of, uh, of the eighties or, you know, or other decades. That's, that's a good one. So, um, that'll do it. Let me know what you think. I'm even going to promise next week. So until next week, take care. Thanks for listening to the Ericast from Ericast.com. Visit us at www.ericast.com.